0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Option Podcast. This week we had Josh Teeter on for an awesome interview. He's a Arkansas media personality, uh, really big on uh, Red Cup news, really knowledgeable on the inner workings of uh, Arkansas sports, got some insiders, knows commits and stuff coming through. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason and um Hard Knocks, the new episode. So what are we thinking about the preseason so far, Luke and Keaton?
1: All right, boys, guys, I know we talked about the Drew Locke saga, but that 80-yard pass that Drew Locke threw against the Vikings, I might be giving myself false hope here, but he he looked really good. But it's just the preseason. It's just the preseason. Not going to
0: overreact, but. There's no correlation between. The preseason and actual season. Do you? Th- this is what I like to say. You know, you know what the Lions that went 0 16 did in the preseason. What? They looked awesome. They went 4 0. So let's kind of let's kind of tip That's our great expectations. To hear. <laughs> yeah. So let's relax a little bit. Keaton, what are we? How are we feeling about the Colts?
2: We're uh, looking good. Jacob Easton and, and Sam Ellinger looked really good. So I think we have a good replacement for Wentz, even if he doesn't play the first few games. But um I'm fingers crossed he comes back but Jacob Easton would be a great guy just to step in hand the ball off throw the ball 25 times but um I was really impressed with how the Colts looked but um I'm just praying Wentz gets back as soon as he can and he is he looking like he's gonna start week one or what are we thinking so from what I've been seeing like Colts pages um just other news sources um Frank Reich and Jim Mercer and uh Ballard the GM and owner and coach have been talking they don't they want to just take it s- super slow so a that means Jacob Easton and, and Sam Ellinger are doing enough to make them feel okay with not having Wentz back and two they just want Wentz for long term um so they have the confidence in him they want Wentz to be healthy enough for he can play the next four to five years but um I think they're trying to hold it off as long as they can just to make sure he's 100 percent but um with that being said, I think that's definitely a good sign for how our GM and coach see things from now on. They see us, we can compete with Jacob Beeson, but um, I think they are great because we saw what happened with Andrew Luck. Um, we stuck him in there with a terrible line and look at him now, he's not even playing football anymore. So I think this is a great first step for this franchise going in the right direction after Luck retiring and getting a new quarterback situation.
0: Is Quentin Nelson looking good to come back too, or what's Dude, the situation has, there?
2: I have not heard a single thing over him, but he is not wearing a boot. His surgery went well. They start rehab this week, both of them do, but um, that's a good thing. I haven't heard anything. So, um, O line's the biggest question mark right now. They're awful right now with the backups in right now. Um, the guy we drafted is actually hurt from Penn State, that would, would have replaced him. And then Eric Fisher's not even back yet. So, um, that's a big question mark because we like to run the ball. But, um, dude, I'm just praying for – all goes well. Even if we do lose the first couple games, we have the Seahawks and Rams. Um, as long as we compete a little bit, that's all I can hope for right now. Um, okay, let's kind of move on to another quarterback
0: that's kind of questionable about week one and kind of segues into uh, hard, oh, knocks hard Knocks, Dak. What are we thinking? Dude. I don't think he's starting week one, maybe not even I, week two. Well, they made they made the Hard Knocks episode look a bit
1: promising for him because he started throwing again. He did start throwing again, but it's it's just really weird how they're kind of managing it and not really giving too much information about it, that it might be something underlying and it might be a lot more serious of a... Of of an injury than we thought, than anyone thought. So that's that's kind of the the scary thing about because we know Dak came back from this injury, and we want him to be at one hundred percent and being great at his full capacity. So I don't know. I I I think he's going to play Week One. I don't think there's a way he won't. But I feel like this might linger through the season.
2: I agree. Um, it's been really hush hush for everything, but I think that's how most teams should go about it because. If hard knock shows something that they could just blow it out of proportion, but um, knowing Dak, and, like just after that injury last year, there's no way he won't want to play, or he'll put one, he'll put himself in the game. And but uh, Jerry Jones has a lot to say, so I don't know. But um, they need him; they really they saw we saw it last year. They Dak is that that team, but um,
0: I mean Josh, Gucci Danucci's good in flashes, but not all the way. No, not not a whole lot of Gucci.
2: No, I agree Josh. I wish he was Gucci. I mean, I'll take him maybe for the Colts behind Jacob Easton or Nellinger just because it's he's been Gucci. I don't know if you want that. I don't. speaking of Gucci
1: Gucci, let's hop right into Hard Knocks. They 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 did kind of what we asked, but it was a very boring episode. So, they did what I wanted and they highlighted some players who you know are on the the edge of making the team, not making the team was the was the guy Kamaru. from the Ivory Kamara from the Ivory Coast, an incredible story about his family. He he's an insane athlete and his family comes to the game. It was awesome to see. He's, he's an incredible player, but he was the guy that they showed that every play counts. Like you cannot miss a ref. If you get hurt, then you're screwed. So that's kind of segues me into that other player on the D line. What was his name? Bassan?
0: I can't remember. I was gonna say, is he kind of on the bubble? I don't know. I, well, they
1: kind of
3: they,
0: they kind of made they, it sound like he he's safe, but two at the same time. They yeah. Made it sound they, like yeah he's not.
2: that
0: yeah because when you see him, he gets hurt. He's
1: walking off and he's staring at the practice field from the tunnel. Yeah. He's like he's like, dude, this is gonna suck. I'm gonna miss this. So that's where it was kind of like, well, he like. That that's extremely important if you're a player that's on the bubble. So that was kind of weird. They didn't show that, but I, I'm assuming he is just by the way they kind of prefaced it and showed it. Um, but yeah, the they did that. Uh, we talked.
0: They talked. You talked about the D line. Big thing. I didn't know that the D line coach was from London. Yeah, that's same. sick. That's and then we got
1: cool. we got Jerry Jones. That is like Winston Churchill. He said he
0: looks like a boy from Arkansas but talks like Winston Churchill. Yeah,
1: that was pretty funny. And then uh the okay, I wrote this down. The funniest part about the first episode was Wait, about the first or this one? This this one, the second episode. So this episode that just came out was (laughs) right as they start, it's just cuts to Zeke and he goes, he goes, my gooch feels dry. And he has to get the, he has to get the baby Let powder. Let me see the
0: baby powder. Yeah, By he has part, to get the baby powder. baby powder. Yeah, that
1: was, that was so funny. Zeke is continuing to steal the show. He's hilarious. Um, I just, yeah, I think it was a good show. I mean, it was cool. They kind of showed the dramatic music at the end. They were kind of trying to win that game. But, I mean, they did do some highlight. They did some highlight on, was it Randy Gregory they did or was it Demarcus Lawrence?
0: It was Demarcus Lawrence. Okay,
1: that was cool to see. I Jalen Smith at first because he kind of has the same dreads. And I kind of want to see something about Jalen Smith, so I really like him. Um and then yeah, they showed Denucci and they actually showed some good plays, like like not like the first episode where they were just showing him just interceptions. Like I don't know. I they they, they definitely seemed like they kind of lost material. So they covered Danucci for a while and the and the London coach. So I don't know. What did y'all think of the episode? Like in a whole,
0: it was it was solid. I thought kind of a drag a little bit. I thought it was cool how they kind of, they talked to CD a little bit. I think it's weird how we haven't seen. Um, why am I blanking on wide receiver one? Who is it again? Amari Cooper. I Amari agree. Cooper. We haven't why, seen Murray Cooper. Why, yeah, I was blanking on his name, but they have. They barely talked about him. I don't think they talked about him at all, honestly. Actually,
1: yeah, they haven't talked about him or mentioned him at all. So it's been kind of no. weird. Like, like they've shown Gallup a couple times, but they haven't showed uh, they haven't showed Amari Cooper at all. So it's been kind of weird to see. But I, I do want I, I, want him to be covered in this next episode. I want some light on, like you said, the last episode, Van Der Esch. Yeah, Lord I want to see Van Der Esch. Or Jalen Smith. They, they continue the Micah Parsons stuff, which I think is cool.
0: All right. Anything got any – or anybody got anything else to say about uh, Hard Knocks? I do not, no. All right. We're going to kick it to our interview with Josh Teeter. Hope you all enjoy. And we've got
1: – and we've got a great best available right after that um, with Teeter about the best Arkansas sports moments of all time. It was really a really fun one. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we now welcome on uh, Arkansas media, news, journalist, dare I say, uh, Josh Teeter. Josh, why don't you uh, give a little introduction to yourself for the people?
3: Yeah, so um, I run Red Cup Arkansas, help out with a company called Red Cup News. I'm well known for the dick and the mashed potato video that went viral last year across Arkansas. Um, I go around the country, call football tailgates, and interview drunk people. That's what I do.
1: It just sounds like, sounds like one hell of a time. Josh.
3: I'm blessed to be able to do it.
0: How'd you kind of get into that? Kind of get connected with those guys? Um, so
3: I've been doing, I used to write for some newspapers and some blogs when I was junior high, high school. And so someone through one of the blogs that I wrote for connected me with red cup freshman year. And I quickly moved up um, to the top of the company and, the last two years it's been blowing up and this year it's in the last like three months it's been insane the growth we've had on Instagram so this fall we're expecting it to go to the next level yeah so
1: when you're like so you said like the growth of it what's kind of like you think the goal that you guys think of like your growth that y'all want to get to because you know not a ton of people know about Red Cup like it's not like Marshall or row but it has the potential to be that kind of, you know, medium that it could reach to high capabilities.
3: No, yeah, for sure. Um, When a lot of people ask me what's my goal, I'll mention, well, I want to be like Barstool one day, I want to be like Big Cat. Um, In the last week, we've had over 50 million people see our stuff. And so like, it's growing at a rapid rate right now. And I think we hit 100,000 followers on our Instagram about three weeks ago, and we hit 130K today. So it's really starting to grow, and with the tailgates, hopefully those will blow up. We had one video get on, which was not the mashed potato video, um, got on Ridiculous, the TV show Ridiculousness, and then New York Post bought one of our videos. So it's just trying to keep growing it, trying to get better at what I'm doing, uh, make sure we hire the right people underneath us, make sure the merch goes out right, make sure we don't do anything stupid to get us canceled. It's just you gotta make sure you do everything right. It's not easy. Um, but my boss, his name's Mitch. He's been doing the company for five years. He went full-time two years ago. So, and I mean, we're trying our hardest to, this is what I wanna do after college. So hopefully be like Barstool one day because I'm hoping five years from now, I mean, Barstool's still gonna be around, but we're doing something that Barstool and Old Row isn't with the interviews, tell me yeah. interviews. So we're trying to tap into that and keep up with that as of now.
0: So you kind of talked about your uh, your boss, Mitch. I tried to look around and kind of see the beginnings of old, or Red Cup, kind of looking around. I looked everywhere on the Internet and couldn't really figure anything out. I went on the website, didn't really know. So do you kind of know the background, or can you kind of
3: tell us enlighten us a little bit on that? Yeah, sure. And it's kind of funny about Mitch. Me and him are totally opposite on this, at least now. He hasn't really put his face out there. Outside the interviews where me on Twitter, you see I'm usually acting like a jackass or doing whatever, just trying to get my face out there. Um, But yeah, so Mitch, he graduated from West Virginia, I think, two and a half, three years ago. He started Red Cup as a NFL draft page five years ago, just as kind of like a joke. Um, Then after he graduated college, he's like, let me go full time with this. And since then we've adapted to a lot of different things. So when I joined, we were more just posting about sports where now it's more college content. So kids getting drunk, falling downstairs, just stuff you see on like Old Row, stuff like that. Um, And then there's tailgate interviews. We implemented that for the first time my freshman year. And I did like two videos. One of them was one of the mashed potato videos and he did stuff up North And then COVID kind of screwed us last year. Me and him were going to travel. And so the last year and a half, it's just been me and him growing the socials and trying to get people excited for the tailgate interviews. And so now we have Mitch, who's up north. He'll be going to a lot of the Big Ten games that are big. I'll be traveling to SEC, so like Auburn, Alabama, and then LSU, those type of games. We have a kid in Florida. Uh, He's at the University of Miami. He'll be going to Florida State games, Miami games. Um, and then we have a few other guys here and there like in Oklahoma and other parts we don't really have the west coast coverage yet but It's kind of we're just adapting as we go and I'm following Mitch's lead on all of it but yeah he stays behind um, the camera for the most part and I feel like my face is actually out there more than his just because I talk about it more and stuff like that but uh, this year you'll probably see him a lot more with the interviews and stuff
0: well, until you've referenced it a few times, the mashed potato video, you were the interviewer in that. How kind of like, what
3: led up to that? Like, how did that whole thing kind of come up? Yeah, so funny story actually about that trip to Little Rock. So I think I did one prior video in Fayetteville. Um, well, I did two. The first one I recorded on, so we had to scrap it. I have like one or two funny videos from that, but we didn't record it correctly. Um, my girlfriend was my videographer and I was like, hey, babe, we're going to Little Rock for this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, that's fine. So the day before we're supposed to go to Little Rock for uh, Missouri, and Arkansas, I think it was Missouri. She's like, hey, I think I have mono. I can't go. I'm like, you can't cancel. I mean, I just started with this company. You have to go. And I've had mono. I know how bad it is, how bad you feel. It's not really contagious unless you're swapping spit with someone or drinking after them. It's so like, listen, you got to go. You won't get anyone sick. She ended up going, which looking back, I kind of feel bad about it because her mono, like she lost like 20 pounds and she's already a skinny girl. Like she got very very sick. And I think part of it was it was like 40 degrees outside and raining um, that day. Not really a
0: good combo to be sick with.
3: No, yeah, definitely (laughs) wasn't. But so we get out there, and that's one of my favorite videos as a whole so far is um, the the Little Rock tailgates because everyone hears about how good they are out there. And that's the first time I ever went out there and Arkansas sucked. Like we still weren't good, but the tailgates were funny out there. Um, And so I'm going up to a guy, it wasn't even the master potato dude. He was in that group. And usually I'll ask someone like score prediction. What will you do if we win today? And so I asked the guy, what are you going to do if we win today? And they weren't really talking that much. And there's some little kids beside them. Then there's this dude off in the corner. Here's someone say, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, "He um, he repeat that for me? And I walked over to him. He looked down, looked at me for a second and they said it again and they dropped the go hogs at the end of it. It's that video. So it didn't take off either for like three or four months. And then there's a guy on Twitter named Bunky Perkins who found it for my Twitter. He posted it. Then Scott Van Pelt saw it. Um, I screwed up. That's the only video that year that I did not put the Red Cup logo on. And mm. so we have our logo on the microphone, which helps, but a lot of people didn't know who did it. A lot of people still don't know who did it. A lot of people don't know it's me that did it. There's still a lot of people that know, but usually like nowadays, if people ask what I do, like I work for a company called Red Cup, they don't know what that is. I'm going to be like, you've seen the Master potato video. And they're like, oh, I love that video. I'm like, yeah, that's me standing beside me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um,
3: but yeah, that was fun. Good video.
1: Yeah. One thing. Uh, it's, it's just crazy about that video because you see certain trends on Twitter, just on online, a certain picture, just a certain video. People will know what it is like within the Arkansas community. If you post a picture of a mashed potato somewhere, if there's something in Arkansas going on or just in any point, people will know what that means. They 100% know what it means. That's why it's so funny. And then even in, like, just the local media, too, like you said, Bunky Perkins, he's hilarious. I, I love that guy. I follow him, too. He uses it a ton. But, like, when Arkansas does something good, like in football or basketball or anything, my entire feed, which is not even Arkansas people, but people from, like, Barstool, like Bunky Perkins, it will be just covering covered in the, the mashed potatoes. That's why it's so funny. Has that guy who said that since then, has he ever, like – reached back out to you
3: guys and maybe said anything? I have no idea who he is. I've put it out on social media multiple times. So that video has over 15 million views. He has to be – he's an Arkansas fan. Assuming he's from Arkansas, he's had to have seen the video. I don't know if he doesn't want his face – I mean, his face is out. I don't know if he doesn't want the name attached to it. Um, I've had multiple people send me, like, Facebook profile pictures where they think it's him. And I'll message the people or I'll look at it. And it never turned out to be him. So I still haven't found him. I'm hoping one day – we sell shirts with his face on it. I mean, my face also in it, but his face is on a T-shirt and we've sold a
0: bunch of them. So um, at, at this point, it's kind of a good thing that you don't know who he is because now he's not asking for a cut of the shirt revenue.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to meet him. I would love to get a picture with him at a football game. I think that would blow up across Arkansas Twitter if we finally found him um but yeah I don't know where he is but it's just crazy to me because going back to just red cup as a whole we have a video that's 10 times bigger than that a bunch of people in Arkansas don't know of it but it's still it's just a crazy thing and I'm going to keep riding it but yeah the mashed potato video is something else
1: yeah and and so what you've uh kind of what you've been doing lately I know you you kind of had to it was tough to do it last year because of COVID and everything, but I saw you kind of got some Dixon interviews and just interviews around Arkansas. What has been like the craziest Not – let's let's throw out the mashed potatoes one. This one will definitely take the top. What is the craziest interaction you've had with someone on Dixon or just at a Arkansas tailgate in general?
3: So not many people know about this. This happened the last time I went to Dixon, which was the night that we lost the first Super Regional game. So the next day was game three. There's a guy, um, do y'all go to Dixon a lot? Yeah. Okay. So do you know the guy that had the snakes out there for a little bit? Yep. Yep. So we interviewed him, um, and he kept trying to put snakes on me. I'm not a big snake guy or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so he said in the interview, he was like, I like money and chicks or something like that. I like (laughs) something. And it was a funny clip. So we posted it. he, Flipped, like he was like saying, "I'm gonna take this to the police. You're racist. I never said this." When he literally said in the video, yeah. the next day, someone tried to break into my apartment. No idea that's correlated at all, and I haven't really told anyone this. Um, and right after that, he went to Washington. He hasn't been back to Fayetteville since. Um, oh I have a picture on my Instagram off my balcony. He found my Instagram because he DM'd me on there and I wasn't private. And so that could have been, I don't know. It probably had no correlation. Um, But that's definitely like the scariest thing I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. That's that's insane. Yeah. Funny wise would have to be I went to Tampa for the Super Bowl when the Buccaneers won. Um, I was on a street called Soho, which is basically, I guess, like our Dixon Street if Arkansas won a national championship. And I was in there with 5,000 Buccaneers fans. So people were jumping on cars and stuff. And there was a guy that yelled multiple times. He took the microphone, was like, "Tom Brady, I'm gonna eat your wife's ass," multiple (laughs) screaming. And then he took the mic and just started like hammering it on his head. It was Tampa Bay was wild just as a whole. That video is my favorite we've ever done. Um, I didn't get as many views as I would have liked it to, but COVID screwed us and we lost, like, our YouTube following that we were gaining. But the Tampa Bay video is wild from this week.
1: Yeah, that's crazy you say about the Snakes guy, because I, I see the Snakes are still on Dixon, but I guess it's not the same guy.
3: See, yeah, I don't – I haven't been back to Dixon in, like, three weeks to a month. I went back home for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I hope – I don't know. I'm not going back around them. He doesn't like Yeah. Me. He knows who that's, I am. You, how would <laughs> you – go ahead. We didn't mean like any ill intention with it either. Like that wasn't yeah. at all. And he contacted Road first and then he found me and he was going off. I was like, listen, we didn't mean to do anything. And It was just a weird situation as a whole. Yeah, uh, I just deleted him out of everything and we had to delete yeah. those. But it was funny in that video too, we were at West and they let us go up and film up there. And um, Muslim's son was behind us in one of the <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, it was it was funny, but yeah, the snake story is just that was wild. It kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, you kind of talked about too um,
0: how how you kind of got into uh, Red Cup writing whenever you were in high school. Where'd you kind of come from? Are you from around Fayetteville? Have you been a lifelong Hog fan? Kind of talk about that a little bit.
3: Yeah, so so I've been a, a huge life. Um, Everyone in my family, they're big Arkansas fans. I'm from Fort Smith, which is about a 45 minutes hour south of here. Yeah. Greenwood High School. Um, And at Greenwood, I wrote for two newspapers, no one newspaper and their online newspaper out of Greenwood. And then I'm a huge Cubs fan. I have some family out of Chicago. Um, So I had a blog that was just Cubs, Blackhawks and Bulls. Um, and so I met – that's where I met the guy through that helped me with Red Cup now. But, yeah, so from Fort Smith, huge Cubs fan, so that helped me out a lot. Um, but, yeah, I wrote for some newspapers and stuff down in Greenwood. I hate writing now. I just want to stick to interviewing people and stuff. Just, vi- just
0: videos and stuff. You're k- yeah, kind of tired
3: of sitting behind. You just want to interact with people. Yeah, exactly. My dream job is actually a sports broadcaster, a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of shifted away from that and want to do what I'm doing now, full-time social media or something along those lines.
0: Sweet. And and you talked about – we've talked about the tailgate interviews and stuff. So, one big thing that could be happening, which you've been tweeting about, is game day coming to to U of A. How are we looking there? Are we still looking good?
3: Yeah, no. So, this is what I've heard. So, I was told by someone, maybe I guess when I first tweeted out like three weeks ago, They said, hey, I know someone that owns a business on MLK They supposedly had, like, a big parking lot. College game day called them looking for a spot to set up. I tweeted that out. I was like, looks like college game day is going to Fayetteville. I didn't know, honestly, that college game day contacts, like, three or four different schools that week. Um, And so I know – I found out quickly that they also contacted the Oregon-Ohio State game. And then I think it's Army or Navy Air Force um, also that week. But I've been told, so there's two people that I know. One guy, his dad is high up um, at Arkansas, and he's told me twice, he hasn't changed his mind. Arkansas is still the number one option for game day. The COVID cases here may screw us. They want Lee Corso in person. Um, Mm -hmm. If we have 3,000 cases a day, I doubt they're going to want Lee Corso to get COVID and die here in Arkansas. Yeah. For us. And I know someone else that's high up in the athletic department who told me a few weeks ago we were the number one option. Last I heard from him, we're the number two option, and they're going to Navy to that game. But last week, Kirk Herbstreak did an interview with Ty Richardson, and Kirk Herbstreak said that they were going for sure to that game, but they've kind of, like, strayed away from him. Some stuff has changed. So if they don't end up in Navy, they're coming to Fayetteville. So best-case scenario for us is Navy can't play week two because of COVID.
1: So. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I mean, I think it would be a prime spot. I mean, this is kind of, this could be kind of a good segue into our, you know, our football preview talk. Um, the way that the, the whole campus is set up and the new stadium and everything and how it's been uh, renovated, where do you think they'd put it? Do you think they'd put it where they had previously in that parking lot? Or you said something on Twitter about maybe Old Main. Where do you think?
3: Yeah, so I was told a few places that they were thinking about. The Old Main Lawn was one of them, which that would be awesome if they could put it right in front of Old Main. The Maple Lawn, um, you can see the stadium from behind the Maple Lawn. I think that would be another awesome place I know they talked about. Then there was one more place but I can't remember. I think it's, like, up near where all the rich people set up on, like, that concrete slab. Um, that's up. I forget what's by it. But over there is another place they may set up. Yeah, if it
0: comes uh, up. Kind of talking about football, too. What do you think – how – so you've got sources. How have they been saying we're looking in uh, fall camp? What do you think we're going to look like this season?
3: Yeah, so first things first, my guy Cameron Little, best. he will be the best kicker to ever come through Arkansas. I saw you tweet that the other day. Oh, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. No, I love Cam. Um, I actually he, – when he was in high school, I commented on one of his TikToks, and he seen the mashed potato video. And so we met up through there, and we've gone cliff jumping and stuff a few times since he's been up here. Um, but he hit from 59 the other day in practice, in a live practice. So, and he hit, I think, from 38, 43, and 49 the other day too. Um, and so I'm super excited for him. But outside of him, it's hard to tell. I've heard K.J. looks okay. I'm kind of worried about K.J., to be completely honest with you. We saw how he played in the Missouri game. He did fine. There's just not enough there for me to say that he's a legit quarterback in the SEC yet. I'm more of a fan with Malik Hornsby, to be completely honest with you. Um, Hornsby is like the quickest guy on the field out there. So if he gets into open space, he's going gone. Do you think
0: that there's any chance of us running, like, a two-quarterback system with
3: those two, or would
0: would it be be they pick one or the other and just ride with them?
3: I think they'll ride with KJ all year unless he sucks, to be honest, Um, because I don't want to flip QBs. We've seen how that's gone in the past. It hasn't worked in the last eight years that we've done it. But outside of our QBs, I'm very excited for our running back room. Rocket Sanders is going to be a stud. Super excited for him. Wide receivers will be good this year. Kind of worried about the defensive backs. Um, not too bad. It's going to be fun to see Bumper and Grant Morgan at the middle of this year. Super excited about that. And then the D-line I'm a little worried about. I've been saying for my prediction, I don't know if y'all were going to do predictions. I think they could get seven wins this year. I like okay, that. Sweet. Yeah, we, we – that, that's – I mean, dude, I'm,
1: I'm happy with just – I want to get a bowl game, man. Like, I was going to go to that bowl game last year in Houston. That was going to be awesome. But I – I like your point about uh, the quarterback system. I do think I think they'll sit with KJ, and I think they'll, I think they'll sit behind him, and I think KJ has all the tools to do it. And also one thing I've said multiple times on the show is the, the impact of, that Kendall Briles has on a system and a quarterback can be huge to your whole offense. And we saw how, how Felipe was already a good quarterback, but he played really good last year and you know KJ did too in that Missouri game so I think he'll be really good another player who I think I'm my one of the you know most exciting players on the team uh Traylon Smith I think he's gonna be phenomenal
3: yeah no I agree with you 100 percent on that and that goes with our running back room we got Traylon Rocket, AJ Green, Josh Ogleby I think he came over from track he's quick as can be um I want to touch on the Bryles thing so I don't know if y'all saw yesterday. Art yeah, Bryles. that's what I was about to ask you. So Art Briles was at practice. They showed a picture of him. Arkansas fans weren't happy. I don't really know the story. There's some past issues that happened with him at Baylor. But Arkansas fans don't know that he's been there for the last three to four months. He's been at almost every single practice helping our offense. Our offense loves him. Every single player on that offense loves what he's brought to the table. Um, He's not a coach, but he's just there, like, helping um, his kid. But, yeah, they love Art Bryles, and supposedly he's put in some crazy good schemes that they're going to run this year. Which, whatever it takes for us to win, I'm fine
0: with. I don't care if we have a scandal-ridden former head coach coming in. If the offense likes him,
3: perfect. That's all we need. And I think, honestly, he got cleared of a lot of it. I don't know fully. Um, But he never got charged with anything, I don't think. I could be wrong. So, I mean, I'm honestly kind of okay with it. Bring them in. All the other schools play dirty. Arkansas can do it every once in a while.
0: Yeah, we're. I mean, we're going to have to level the playing field too, which another thing that's kind of maybe a little bit moving the tipping scales a little bit in playing field is uh, NLI. And how, how do you think that that's going to affect future recruits coming to the U of A and just the – options of businesses for them to get uh, sponsorships from?
3: Yeah, no, it can definitely help out a lot. We've already seen, pretty sure Devontae Davis and Grant Morgan have both made a pretty penny so far off these deals. Um, We saw, though, how for basketball, Kalel Ware going to Oregon. I mean, Nike probably had a -A 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 lot to do with that. I'm sure they can go there than you can some places here. I wish Walmart and stuff could help out and maybe throw around some money. I don't know if they're legally allowed to, but you'll see a lot of people up here partner with like JJ's. JJ's has done a lot of stuff, rides barbecue. Um, My favorite so far has been Grant Morgan getting the lifetime sponsorship with like some housing company. Yeah, some real estate company. And I actually – So, some dude sent me a DM, and it was the guy that owned the company. He was like, hey, huge news coming tonight at 7. So, I tweeted it out. I mean, I guess it wasn't – a lot of people were mad at me because it wasn't huge news. Um, Yeah. Still, like, Grant Morgan, that's huge for one of our players to get that because the guy told me it's going to not only help Grant, but his family is also in part of the deal, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. That's
3: that's uh,
1: that's something you kind of bring up, you know, just the uh, kind of the talks with the players. How important has it been for you or is it going to be for you to kind of develop great relationships with players, you know, in in football and basketball and baseball? How do you how important is that for Red Cup to develop that positive relationship with them?
3: Yeah, no. So we had a plan. I'm not going to release it yet because I don't know if we're 100% going to go through with it. Um, where we wanted to work with a lot of players on a personal level though for me over the last year I'm sure it's it was this way with a lot of people um COVID year is very hard to meet new people I was lucky through Red Cup to be able to meet a lot of new people including athletes on the football and basketball and baseball team and that's for me a great connection to have because those athletes like Kamani Johnson, J.D. Note, Hudson Clark, they all know people. Like, they all know some people that are very high up. So, for me, and even Red Cup as a whole, that's going to help down the line just with the connections. Because let's say Kamani Johnson goes off his senior year, goes to the NBA, I'm buddies with him now, he could have me help him later, have help, Red Cup help him in some aspect when he's in the NBA, which could be huge for us. So, definitely – Um, especially for me on a personal level. It's huge and it's awesome to be able to meet some of these players and um, get relationships with them because it may help a lot down the line.
0: Which you're kind of talking about the – you said whenever they go forward, but I think now too, just as Red Cup as a whole, whenever I think about it, to be honest, I didn't know about a lot of the different areas for it. I think, granted, too, I am I go to the U of A from Arkansas, but I think of it as more Arkansas-centric, and the people that follow you, I think, kind of see it the same way, too. Is Do you think that a lot of people kind of see it that way, or people are starting to see it more as a national brand?
3: Yeah, so I think for me, especially in the last year, a lot of people just see it out of Arkansas. A lot of people didn't even really know i did it. Um our Red Cup Arkansas page has like twenty two thousand followers. So it's definitely not tiny by any means. But I think this year with people seeing where I'll be going, hopefully we'll blow up a lot more stuff like that. They'll realize the more broader scope of things. And as we're growing they'll realize the broader scope of things. Um but for me personally right now a lot of people put me with the Red Cup Arkansas, which honestly I do way more stuff with Red Cup News, our main page. But that's totally fine with me. Anything to get eyes on the brand is awesome. All right, Josh, now I kind of want to, you know,
1: push into a, another aspect of Arkansas sports um, that you you kind of keep up with a lot. You know, you 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 do break news on, like, recruits and stuff. So the basketball team, we know how good our basketball team is. And one uh, recruit you actually broke news on this year was uh, Barry Dunning, the player out of uh, Alabama, joining Arkansas, which was a huge get. How, how like... Awesome, is it like and just to to know all the the insider source about what players before and then just being able to be a source for them for the Arkansas community.
3: No, yeah, I love it. Um, it honestly comes with a lot of hate, which I've learned to block that out. I'm kind of used to it now. Um, but yeah, it's really cool being able to get some info early. I do have to be careful with some things because some people have been wrong in what they've told me. I have posted stuff that's been incorrect before. It's been my fault. That's just what I've heard. Um, Doesn't happen very often. It has happened, though. But definitely, it's awesome, but it comes with a lot of hate and backlash as well for some reason. A lot of people think I steal stuff off message boards, which I don't, never have. Um, But, oh, well, just comes with it, I guess.
0: Do you get that information from, like, recruits or from guys within the program or a mixture of both? Or kind of where do you get that from?
3: Yeah, so I've gotten – of course, I'm not going to say their names, but I've got info from players, got info from personnel, um, people that aren't even really with the basketball team. They just know people. Um, That's usually the three places that I'll get it from. There's other people that may know stuff before me, too, that they're not going to put it out that I'll know it. But if they tell me, like, for instance, Pinto on Twitter, Mm -hmm. if he was to say something in a group chat, like, hey, I've heard so-and-so's coming here. I'm not going to go and post that unless I hear from someone else that that's going to happen because he has sources, too. I don't think – he doesn't really post it anymore. Um, But there's a bunch of different – there's about three or four people that I trust. Some I trust more than others. But there's people that I trust that will give me the info and the correct info 95% of the time.
0: Yeah, which you kind of, name-dropped uh, Pinto there, which is one of the big Arkansas guys. How did you kind of get in the loop with all the uh, – it's him, like big content guy, guys like that. How did you kind of get in the loop with them?
3: Yeah, so I've had Twitter since like 2013, and I – honestly like i'll say stupid stuff on twitter y'all have probably seen it i'm not that much of an idiot i promise i do a lot of stuff to get my name out there more and that's a reason some people don't like me um pinto has followed me since i had like 500 followers and i really started my twitter started blowing up last year i think i'm about to hit 5k so it's not technically blowing up but within arkansas i think it's one of the bigger accounts yeah for that's, sure um and I haven't ever really talked to a big content guy, to be honest. Like, we'll interact with each other on Twitter. I've talked to Pinto a lot. I really like him. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to Arkansas athletics. He's very knowledgeable. Um, so, I like him. And then Ben Brandon is another one who covers Arkansas basketball. I'm a yeah. big fan of his. Um, and he provides some useful insight, too. But it's just kind of been lucky. I'm trying to do my own thing. Um, which that's where the tailgate interviews come into play. I try to give a lot of people a student's perspective of things. So, like, when I went to Indianapolis for the NCAA tournament, I was tweeting, like, hey, the Texas – which this happened. I was pissed. Texas Tech, their, like, photographer assistant coach complained to the security on our student section. So, we got threatened so many times by the security there. So, I was, like, tweeting, like, what was going on in the student section and that type of stuff. And y'all probably – solid during baseball season. I was pissed as can be about how many student tickets we got, which some people were pissed and standing up. I want people to stand up in the hog pen, which I didn't stand – I would stand up when we had people on base. If there was people behind me, I would sit down. But I was standing up with people on first and second, and people started throwing stuff at me in the Super Regional game. I think it was game two. I was so pissed, dude. Like, that's too far to be throwing. They're just throwing ice, so it's not like it's going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not necessary at all. And another big uh, person that likes to do that is JJ. Yeah. He used to run Barcelona. He loves standing in the hog pen. And I (laughs) I met him for the first time during regionals. And that was awesome. I love him. He's a great dude. Him and um, Sneeze, I think is what they call him. But they're great (laughs) Uh, there you you kind
0: of referenced it this is kind of off topic but you said the student uh ticket thing and you've kind of said it before you wanted to run for UART student president is
3: that in the works or can we not say I went to apply for the senate tonight I have to be in the senate in the fall run for president in the spring so I'm going to do it yes I already have my vice president um, in quotation marks but yeah I'm gonna try to I really think with my platform and then Barstool, Old Row, I know those guys feel like they could give me a little story shout out or Twitter shout out if I needed it so I don't know I feel I don't want to like come off cocky but a lot of the guys such as in the frat guys that follow my stuff will be way more inclined to vote for you are president if I'm running the idiot that does stupid stuff rather than this hardcore Democrat or Republican that just cares about politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um. So we're kind of going back on basketball. It's kind of we can wrap this wrap kind of our preview up. Yeah. Um. What What is your just prediction for the basketball team? We know they had high hopes last year, and they were you know phenomenal. You know, played as good as they could, and they made it extremely far with with the added you know added transfers. Um. That are we have great transfers coming in. That's what Musk is his best at. What, what, do you think, uh, what do you think we're going to look like next year?
3: Ceiling is a national championship run, um, final game in the national championship. Not, I don't know if we would win that. Um, but I definitely think that's our ceiling. I definitely see us making the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. 100%, I think we made the Sweet 16. I would be very shocked if we didn't. We'll have a better team than we did last year, in my opinion. And don't be surprised one bit when Devontae Davis isn't here next year because he'll be in the NBA. He wants to be gone after this year. Him and Jalen Williams both want to be gone after this year. Yeah. So they play at the level that they can, will probably play in the Final Four next year for sure. I,
1: I, I think, I think uh, both those guys, Devo, Devo even more, has that capability to – like he, he already was a breakout star in the tournament, but to become a lottery pick type player – he definitely has that, and I think Jalen could as well. Jalen, I said it multiple times watching games. I was like, get Jalen in the game because when he plays, our defense is spectacular, and he grabs like every single rebound that
3: already. righty. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of things that people don't know about Jalen, too, is he can shoot the ball. He didn't do yeah. it too much last year. He is a very good outside shooter, um, so we'll probably see a lot more of that this year. We – I'm a big Connor Vanover fan. A lot of people hate on him. I love Connor Vanover. We need him to have a good year this year, um, make those open shots. We know he can make them. He made them at Cal. He made some early in the year last year. Rebound the basketball. If all the pieces come together. This is going to be a top four team next year. Yeah,
1: I agree. All right. Should we just hop right into it, guys?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead and Alrighty. explain the rules again.
1: Yeah. So, we're back. We took last week off, put our best available, and this is a snake draft. Um, you choose the five best available topic, the five best available that are given in each topic. And so this week's topic, since we got Josh on with Arkansas preview, it's going to be the best available of Arkansas sports moments of all time. So very wide range, Josh, you got first pick. So the order is going to go Josh, then Keaton, then me, then Josh. Then Josh Rhodes will have two picks back-to-back and then go again, and then – so a little snake draft that way.
3: Sweet. So number one all time. It has to be the shot, right? Scotty Thurman, 1994, national show. That has to be number one, I would think.
2: All right, Keaton? All right, I'll go Miracle and Markham with that Damn. win over LSU. Yeah um
1: i'm gonna go with the hunter heave yep awesome just one of the most insane plays in all of sports all right josh
0: um oh man no i wrote uh i wrote all these down now i'm kind of like what do i want to go first i get yeah i'll do this for the first round DMAC running for 323 yards in 2007, setting the sec single game rushing uh, record and losing Steve Spurrier's Heisman vote in the process of doing that too. That's, that's gotta be a top five moment for me. Um, And then second, I'm going to go Daniel Gafford, the dunk over Kentucky to win the game. That's that's a great, great
1: moment. Great picks. right was, was that Gafford or was that um, – I thought I it was Qualls. Qualls. Was oh, it yeah. Qualls?
3: I thought it was Gafford. You're, you may be thinking of Gafford to beat Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking of – yeah, Qualls then. Qualls yeah. over Kentucky.
3: All right.
1: This is a pretty easy pick for me. This was one of my favorite college football plays of all time, Joe Adams punt returning in Tennessee. God damn, damn it, Luke. Luke. It was just – completely insane like watching that when I was like 10 years old or something I was like there's I was like this kid's about to get tackled like there's no way and then he just returned it wasn't it was
2: insane all right I'll go with my boy Devo Davis hitting that game-winning shot against Will Roberts that was <laughs> one of the most electric moments I've experienced in the last probably since the old Miss lateral play that, that play was insane
3: yeah no that was incredible I'm gonna go it's my turn right yeah Am I mean, my back-to-back right here? Yeah, you're back-to-back. Shoot, okay. These are coming off the top of my head, too. First one is going to be when Arkansas beat number one LSU mm-hmm. at Valley. Um, I don't remember what year that was. I, I want to say
0: 07 again,
3: too, was, right? You know, 06 or 07. Yeah, yeah, that was 07 when GMAC went crazy. Yeah, I remember that. That one. And Then what else do I want to go with? The first one that's coming to my mind is the Bobby Portis tip in to beat Alabama when he was here. That's a good pick.
2: Yeah. um, This is tough, but um, I'll do the 3 a.m. game when we played Missouri State in the regional a few years back. Yeah. Um, That game was, like, the rain delay, and then just that game was just amazing to watch. I didn't get to go to that game, but I went to – a few of those regional games when I was a lot younger. But I remember just – that was a late – I went to bed and I woke up the next morning. I didn't even think they were going to play. But that I was, was at was that
3: great. one, actually. But I left early because I had a basketball game the next morning. So, I left at yeah. 30
2: <laughs> Was there still a lot of people getting rowdy and everything, too?
3: Yeah, it was crazy out there. It was crazy.
1: All right. I'm going to go uh, – I think I've got another one that I think I could – Save because I think I can get on the way back. I'm gonna go. Baylor win over LSU. And was it 2014? Were yes, they the field? damn it, Luke. Yes. I
0: was about to. Yeah, what, that. I might. I
1: might be wrong, but with that, was that his first? He was SEC his win? first
0: SEC win. Yep. Um. Well, since that's gone, I'm gonna go the 2012 Cotton Bowl win over K State yep. for the. Was the Cotton Bowl a BCS bowl? Yes. I think I, I want to say
3: at that point, I don't think so. I think it was okay. the top bowl. That wasn't. A yeah.
0: Yeah. But still massive win for the program, Bobby Petrino. And then right at, is it right after that? that yeah. Uh,
3: the year after that, I think.
0: Okay. That the motorcycle incident happened Expected to be like a national championship type team. And then that all happened. Everything was, happened. And we had John L. Smith as the head coach that next year. Um, and then since we're playing Texas this year, might as well go the uh, beating Texas in 2014 in the Texas Bowl 31-7. to Gosh, dang it, Josh. You're taking them online. All,
1: all right, I'm going to go with one of my favorite plays of all time, the Daniel Gafford windmill against Florida in the SEC tourney.
3: That was insane.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm gonna go with Kevin Copps this whole year getting the, the golden spikes. That was just a phenomenal season. Yeah. Sucks we didn't get to win it all. Yeah, or I, even just, I thought about better.
3: that. I thought about that. I was like, should I do that? And I don't know. It was tough. I'm surprised no one's mentioned this one, but I like the James McCann walk off against LSU. That was yeah. a big one. yes. Eastern. The Charlie Welch pinch hit home run made me berserk. Berserk. That was insane. That's the rowdiest I've ever seen bomb is when he hit that or the pinch hit homer. It was, it was insane.
1: That was insane. I mean that got that got coverage by national media everywhere. Like
3: that went viral. It was insane. And then we blew it oh, well. Yeah. But I'm still kind of sad about us, not a – Making it to Omaha. Keaton. All right,
0: who's up? Keaton?
2: Um, I'm going to say making it to the Sugar Bowl when we played Ohio State um, mm-hmm. with Ryan Mallett. And that whole year we lost. But um, I think they ended up having to, like, drop it or something with uh, – was it Terrell – prior maybe yeah back- the, the tattoo seven yeah. wasn't
0: that their name they weren't yeah. I don't think that they weren't technically they got caught before and then they let them play in that game and then laid down sanctions even though they should yeah. have not been even been playing in that
3: game to exactly. start with. but
2: um I, I was actually at that game in New Orleans that was insane it was super nail-biter I mean I'm pretty sure we we blocked a punt and then had an opportunity to tie it up or take the lead in the last remaining seconds but um crazy game but making a sugar bowl was probably one of my uh the best we could do back then
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all right I'm gonna go with my last pick here I'm gonna go with just beating Mississippi State last year in 2020 because of the impact that's had on the team now and kind of put the program you know we were so low and now we got that that first SEC win that you know we gained this momentum, and now we, we are legit competing with teams now. So,
0: uh, For the last pick overall, I'll go with Ben Intendi winning the Golden Spikes. Since we already had uh, Cops winning the Golden Spikes, we might as well go with the guy who's been the biggest uh, Razorback to perform in the major leagues recently is just Ben Intendi. So we'll go ahead and say him yeah. winning the Golden Spikes. Good pick. All right, let's run through the picks again. Josh, do you remember yours? I wrote yours down you don't um
3: the shot to win the national championship do you want me to say all mine right now
0: yeah just go through all of them again
3: the shot I know I'm gonna miss one here but we also have the James McCann walk off I said and then I said what was the other baseball one Charlie, Charlie World, Welch and shit and then I say one more uh I you guess?
0: said Arkansas beating LSU and Death Valley, whenever they were number one, no seven and the Bobby Portis tip in versus Bama.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Keaton. All right. I did Miracle and Markham with the first pick and then I uh, went with the three o'clock game, or three a.m. game against Missouri State and the regional game for baseball. Kevin Cops winning the Golden Spikes and um, making it to the Sugar Bowl, uh, I think, in 2009.
1: All right, I did the Hunter Heave, Joe Adams' punt return against Tennessee, Bealem's first SEC win when they beat LSU and stormed the field, Daniel Gafford's windmill against Florida in the SEC tournament, and then beating Mississippi State in 2020.
0: And I did Mac losing Spurrier's Heisman vote in 2007, um, Michael Qualls' dunk versus Kentucky to win, 2012 Cotton Bowl over Kansas State, beating Texas in the Texas Bowl in 2014 and Benintendi Golden Spikes.
1: Some solid picks, picks, boys. All righty. Uh, Josh, man, we appreciate you for coming on, man. This has been an awesome interview. You know, something we've looked forward to for a while. We've wanted we've wanted to get you on for a while. This was it was awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on.
3: Yeah, no, it was a blast. Um, I'm down. Come on whenever. If y'all ever want me on again, just holler at me and I'm
1: down. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Appreciate well, it, man.
3: Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.
1: Yeah. ya.